Hello and welcome back to the LDS study session with Come Follow Me. This is your host Matthew Roberts and we are on episode 217. We are continuing with our Come Follow Me study uh, for this week, uh, looking at December 30th to January the 5th. By the way, Happy New Year everyone. Uh, we are officially into the year 2020, which I'm very excited for. I feel there's going to be many things that happen in this year uh, in with my family and myself and also uh, in the church and so it's going to be a, a, a memorable, uh, wonderful year, I'm sure. An unforgettable year, if we remember the words that uh, President Nelson used. Um, so, yes, as I mentioned, December the 30th to January the 5th, the introductory pages of the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ. Uh, now, we're looking today at the section which covers the actual introduction to the Book of Mormon, which is titled, The Book of Mormon Outlines the Plan of Salvation. Now, I find this interesting because the, the study material within this section focuses a lot on how the Book of Mormon outlines the plan of salvation, how it teaches the plan which was put forward by the Father and that the, that, that the Saviour would step forward and represent as the, as the Saviour in this plan. Um, the Book of Mormon teaches a lot about it, which is true. However, um, there's a lot of focus on this, but not very much focus on the actual introduction to the Book of Mormon, I feel. There is a phrase, which I'll talk about in a minute, which does refer to the plan of salvation, um, in the introduction, but that's about it. So what I want to do today is focus on the introduction to the Book of Mormon itself, because I think it's very interesting. Um, and then tomorrow we will look at the study piece in the manual about the, pl the plan of salvation being outlined in the Book of Mormon. Um, now, this introduction is interesting. As, I'm, as yesterday we mentioned that, that the title page of the Book of Mormon was a literal translation from the last leaf of the page that Moroni wrote in this book. However, this is different in the case of the introduction. From my research, I can gather the introduction was actually written in 1981, uh, and it's not um, specifically mentioned or outlined or given who wrote this. I imagine at the time it would have been the, the first presidency and quorum of the Twelve Apostles who worked together to create it. Um, but that is, um, that is when we received this, this introduction page. And also, there was a slight change which I'll come to uh, in 2006 about it. Um, so it outlines what the, what the Book of Mormon is, an overview of what, an outline really of what happens, how it was brought to pass, and why people should read it, or the promise that there is if people read it. Um, now before we carry on, I was studying uh, for this, and I found an interesting um, um, article because I was looking at, you know, who wrote the, the introduction. And this uh, website came up uh, about who, who really wrote the Book of Mormon. And of course, you know, I, I presumed it would be um, someone stating that, you know, Joseph Smith uh, stated that he wrote it, or that it was, it was a translation, but actually he composed it, or he co-composed it, or something like that. But actually, it was a very impartial website. Um, I'm not going to give I'm not going to give it in full details what it's uh, what it said, because um, it was a very long um, um, article, and I haven't quite read all of it yet. But toward the beginning, it gives uh, examples of how yes, indeed, there are some parallels between certain characters in the Book of Mormon and certain characters in, um, you know, older literary texts that that the Prophet Joseph Smith may have had a hold of. But what is interesting that um, that they write is that ultimately all claims from all critics are inadequate and require leaps of speculation, uh, which I thought was interesting from such an impartial, because it's not a church 
you know, um, promoted website. It's just something I was looking at. Um, but this website, which, which seemed to be impartial on either side, stated that actually all claims to the Book of Mormon not being, um, you know, be, well, being forged or being um, copy, um, not copyrighted, um, plagiarized, that's it, from other works, or being co-authored with Joseph Smith and someone else, um, all of these claims and theories are, as and these are the words they use, inadequate, and that they require leaps of speculation, which I thought was interesting. So that's good. I enjoyed reading that. Um, there's lots of things in this introduction. I mentioned a change in some of the wording in 2006, and I'll tell you the wording now. Um, this group is known as the Jaredites. Okay, so at the end of the second paragraph, it says this um, in the current edition. After thousands of years, all were destroyed except the Lamanites, who are among the... Sorry, and they are among the ancestors of the American Indians. Now, my set of scriptures... So I've just read that from the Gospel Library, so that's obviously the up-to-date version. The scriptures that I have, my quad of scriptures, are actually pre-2006. I got these when I started seminary, so it was 2004. Um, and it says this in the original... Um, set. Um, this group, uh, after thousands of years, all were destroyed except the Lamanites, and they are the principal ancestors of the American Indians. Now, this is obviously um, specifically directed towards, I'm sure, uh, the Book of Mormon and, and DNA studies. And if you're interested in finding out a bit more about that, then please go to the Gospel Topics essays. There is a whole essay de de dedicated to the idea of DNA studies and the people of the ancient Americas. Basically, from the DNA research that there has been, there is very little to suggest uh, in the DNA studies that there were ancestors from the Middle East uh, in the ancient Americas. However, um, there is a number of issues with this. DNA studies are very, very unreliable when you go that far back. And there are actually a number of reasons why, um, if there was um, a huge amount of Middle Eastern DNA, there would be a bit of a query as to how that had happened. Um, because of the natural processes over time, um, it actually makes sense that there is very little um, there after um, 1,600 or so years. Well, actually, when you t take it from the time that Lehi actually left Jerusalem, um, we're, we're talking over 2,000, well, wait, wait, quick maths. Yes, over 2,000 years ago. Uh, so, you know, at but I'm, I'm not going to do it just in my short, bite-sized podcast episode today. So please do have a look at that DNA studies in the Book of Mormon if you haven't already done so. But that is why that change is there. And actually, it makes complete sense uh, that that change should be made. Um, so moving on through the introduction, um, it says, The crowning event recorded in the Book of Mormon is the personal ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ among the Nephites soon after his resurrection. It puts forth, and this is what the bit I think that links to the out of the plan of salvation, it puts forth the doctrines of the gospel, outlines the plan of salvation, and tells men what they must do to gain peace in this life and eternal salvation in the life to come. Um, President Ezra Taft Benson said this, quote, And as a vital part of that message, whenever possible, read together the scriptures with the families you home teach, or minister, as it now is. Make this a regular part of your visit. Especially read together verses from the Book of Mormon that will fortify your message, always remembering the words of the prophet Joseph Smith that a man would get nearer to God by abiding by the precepts of the Book of Mormon than by any other book. Your families need the continual strength of the Book of Mormon. Close quote. 
What's important here is that this phrase, which we know very well from the prophet Joseph Smith, that a man would, would get nearer to God by abiding by the precepts of this book than by any other book, um, it's not just reading it or even studying it, it's abiding by the precepts. And that obviously is an important step that we need to take uh, as we go through this study this year. Uh, that quote is, of course, mentioned in the introduction a bit later on. And then at the end, we get the promise. Now, I'm not going to read it all, um, but the last two paragraphs outline what people should do, and it, and it links toward um, Moroni chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. And then in the final chapter, or final paragraph, sorry, it says what the blessing will be from those people that read sincerely with real desire and faith to know if it's true, basically. Those who gain this divine witness from the Holy Spirit will also come to know by the same power that Jesus Christ is the Saviour of the world, that Joseph Smith is his revelator and prophet in these last days, and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's kingdom once again established on the earth, preparatory to the second coming of the Messiah. This book is the keystone of our religion. It is the, the thing which we need to have a testimony of to move forward with faith and a strong testimony of other things related to this church. If we do not have this testimony, then we will struggle further because it is such a key part of our faith. And I like how the first thing it mentions that we will build faith in or come to know is that our Saviour Jesus Christ is the Saviour of the world. That is the key part of the Book of Mormon. In October 2003, in a talk called Realise Your Full Potential, Elder Richard G. Scott said this, quote, Try reading the Book of Mormon because you want to, not because you have to. Discover for yourself that it is true. As you read each page, ask, could any man have written this book or did it come as Joseph Smith testified? Apply the teachings you learn. They will fortify you against the evil of Satan. Follow Moroni's counsel. Sincerely ask God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ with real intent if the teachings of the Book of Mormon are true. Ask with a sincere... Ask with a... Oh. Um, I don't know if that's a typo in the um, in the version I have on the, on the Gospel Library. Ask with a desire to receive a confirmation personally without nothing doubting. There has to be an explanation of that book you can hold in your hand. I know that you can receive a spiritual confirmation that it is true. You will then know that Jesus Christ lives, that Joseph Smith was and is a prophet, and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's Church. You will confirm that the Saviour guides his church through a living prophet. These truths will become a foundation for your productive life. Close quote. Simply put, this book has power to change lives, uh, and it is important that we um, keep this in mind as we, re as we consider the words said in the introduction and start to think about how this book, a study of this book, a true study and application of this book will change our lives and our families. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study today. Um, if you have done so, then please let me know. I'd love to hear it um, in a comment or, or something, or even a sh or share something that you've been studying, and I'd love to share it in a future podcast episode as well. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.